Our dearest mother, St. Teresa of Calcutta, used to say, Our Lady is the one who forms every priest. She also said, Mary has a very tender love, a special protection also for every priest, if only he turns to her. Father Andrew was living proof of these words. If St. Francis could be called the troubadour of our Lord, Father Andrew could be called the troubadour of Our Lady. Her name and her cause were always on his lips and in his heart. The last time he came to give conferences to our sisters in the Bronx, it was in the fall of 2016. It was the Jubilee Year of Mercy, and we asked him to give a series of talks on mercy. But eventually and naturally, he turned it into talks about Our Lady, which was okay with us. We were very happy. And he spoke so earnestly of the need to fulfill Our Lady's request of the five first Saturdays. He said with great certainty, if only there were enough people who would do this, then her Immaculate Heart would triumph. And I remember him clearly without looking. I had notes on this, which I threw away just a few weeks ago. I wish I had saved them. But I remember him saying, Sisters, you watch and see. Next year, Our Lady is going to do something. It's her centenary year. Something's going to happen. And we were all left wondering, what's going to happen? Does Father know something that we don't know? And maybe she's going to appear again. And maybe she did appear on the 13th of December to take Father Andrew home to Jesus. Father Andrew was a true father to us, the missionaries of charity, for more than 40 years. He helped both our active and contemplative sisters. And he often reminded us of Mother's five words to him personally. It wasn't you did it to me. It was take care of my sisters. <laughs> and that he did till the very end. He was, I asked the sisters in California who knew him very well in the early 80s, early in the 70s when the contemplative branch started. And they said he was ever available, never said no. Whether it was a retreat, seminars, conferences for the novices, confession, holy mass, spiritual direction, his response to our many requests was always a cheerful yes. And this wasn't always easy. One of the novices from May of 2012, now she's a junior sister, they were trying to recall memories of Father Andrew and she said, I remember we were novices and uh, they asked Father Andrew to come to Plainfield, New Jersey to give some talks. And he agreed, he said yes. And when he went out that morning to drive to Plainfield, he saw that his car was stolen. So rather than cancel the talks, the sister said that he told them he found a ride part of the way, and that person dropped him off somewhere, and he had to walk a considerable distance to our convent. And by the time he arrived, I, the sister said when they opened the door, he was radiant, he was so happy. And he said, sisters, Today I experienced the perfect joy of St. Francis. 
we don't know all the other details of what happened, but the sisters said he changed the topic for that day and he talked about humility and the perfect joy of St. Francis. Um, although his health declined in this past year and his body became weaker, in contrast, it became even more obvious to us the strength of his soul. The last time he came to offer Holy Mass in our chapel in the Bronx, I, I'm the one who asked him to come, and I was so happy he said yes, and so excited that he's coming, and I, I was in the front. I wanted to be close way to the altar, and I saw him coming down, or walking in, and I thought, oh no, he took such slow and measured steps. And I thought, oh, it's 7 o'clock, it's too early. Maybe we shouldn't have asked him to do this. And I was feeling guilty. And then he held on to the altar and took such an effort to genuflect so beautifully before the tabernacle. And then I just put my head down. I thought, I was feeling so bad. He came to kiss the altar, and when he stood up, his face was radiant, full of light. And my guilt vanished. And I, I said in my heart, he is a saint. I felt like I was looking at a saint. The glow on his face is so beautiful. So it's a beautiful, one of the last memories I have of him. Um, Father Andrew loved our mother, Mother Teresa. And every year he would faithfully come to St. Rita's on the September 5th for her feast day. And I knew he, I saw him at the Chrism Mass April of 2016, and he really wanted to go to the canonization. So I said, okay, Father, I'll do whatever I can. And then I ended up being in charge of giving out these tickets. So I made sure he would have two tickets. I even called Rome, and I got him a place to stay with our MC fathers. And I called Father, and I said, Father, I have such good news. I have a place for you to stay. I have your tickets. And I was so surprised, but very edified by his answer. He said, Sister, I would love to go to the canonization, but you know, I, I have a superior, and he is telling me I can't go. And so I want to be like Our Lady and do God's will, so I, I'm not going to go. And I was speechless. I was so quiet. I was so touched, and I said, Thank you for telling me that, Father. It was a good example for me. But, um, and I respect obedience, but I said, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> I said, Father, nothing is impossible for God. I'm going to ask my guardian angel to do something for you, because he really wanted to go. And I didn't realize my angel went to Brother Simon. <laughs> I just found out tonight the rest of the story. But I'm so happy. Yeah, thank you, Brother Simon for doing that, very happy. So I think God was so pleased with his surrender. The way he said it, I was like, it was a surrender and a, a docility to obedience that really I'll never forget. So I was, um, I'm concluding soon. It was said of Bishop Sheen that the apex of his life was two months before he died in St. Patrick's Cathedral when Pope John Paul II came and he embraced him. And he said, you have written and spoken well of the Lord. You are a loyal son of the church. And it's very easy to imagine Bishop Sheen and maybe also St. John Paul II 
embracing Father Andrew when he gets to heaven and saying, you have written and spoken well of Our Lady. You are a loyal son of the church. And I picture him meeting Mother Teresa and saying, well, Mother, I did what you said. I took care of your sisters. And I'm really hoping, if I know Mother, if I know her a little bit, I'm hoping that Mother will say, oh, Father, it's not over yet. It's just beginning. The sisters still need you. And in that case, sisters, we have a great intercessor in heaven because he never said no. So we can ask for great favors, which I already have some lined up for Father Andrew. Now, as I called around, I was chosen to speak. And we have so many senior sisters who know Father Andrew much better than I do. So I called um, different places and I said, please discuss, get, get me some memories. And when I called back the next day, I was disappointed. I said, what did you find out? And they said, well, one sister who knows him very well, well, she said, he loved Our Lady. And I said, the whole world knows that. Anything else? No memories, no stories. And she said, and she said, I said the same thing. They're like exasperated. Anything more? And she said, well, that's all I can say. But, and I thought, well, I'm not going to use that. But at the very end, I realized when all is said and done, what better way to be remembered? He loved Our Lady, and Our Lady loved him. And I just want to say thank you to Father John Paul, to the CFR fathers and sisters for sharing Father Andrew with us all these years. And also that we're praying on behalf of all the missionaries of charity, Mother House, and different parts of the world, they all are praying for all of you. And um, on behalf of them, we, we really give our condolences. Thank you.